Welcome to Com- Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today, today is Michelle Fanley. Michelle, welcome. Well, thank you, Father Adam, for so much for having me. So great to have you. Let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, source of all wisdom and knowledge, we ask that you open our hearts to your truth this day, which you reveal through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Michelle, it's a great joy to have you here. Um, you're, you've been involved with um, the Catholic Women's Conference for a while now. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. So, you know, it's it's great to have you have you here. I as we start, you know, it is the custom. It has become the custom that we first talk about your own story and how you met Christ or kind of took on that personal choice or option for the faith um, or an encounter, you know, how you encountered Christ. There are different kind of ways based on the story, how we frame it. But um, maybe you could share with us your story of how you kind of took ownership of the faith. Sure. Well, I um, was actually born and raised in the Chicagoland area. Uh, My parents were both educators, both teachers, and they were Catholic, but we were kind of Catholic, Sunday Catholics only. Our faith was we went to Mass on Sunday, but we weren't very involved. But in when I was in second grade, my grandparents had a deep conversion as well as my aunts, and they kind of started sharing this with my, my father. And we decided, he decided for Lent that year, we were going to start praying the rosary every day. Now that was back in, I believe, 1985, and that tradition has continued till 2020. My parents uh, had, there was eight children in my family, and we, uh, the fam- the daily family rosary was a, a tr- daily tradition. We kept every day in our home, and my parents really started to dive into the faith, and we became involved with the charismatic movement, and we did a lot of holy hours, and got very involved within our parish in St. We're in St. John, Indiana, and my parents are still there to this day. So I grew up in a wonderfully devout Catholic home. I went to Catholic schools, and I had the Sisters of St. Francis um, that taught me in grade school. But I will say when I went to uh, to high school, um, I had a more challenging time with with wanting to be accepted for um, what what, what my friends, right? I was felt like I wanted to be a person that was accepted to be cool and to be fun. So my worth became more in whom I was dating and whom I was hanging out with instead of of my faith. So this was, I would say, a challenging time, but thankfully I always continued to go to Mass with my family and continued to go to the Sacrament of Confession. And when I was time to go to college, uh, my parents gave me the option of either staying home to go to community college or going to Franciscan University (laughs) because they knew that at Franciscan my faith would be nurtured and I would be around other peers my own age who were wanting to go to Mass and wanting to go to Eucharistic Adoration and pray together. So I um, was excited. I decided I did want to go away to college, especially being the oldest of eight. Uh, Going away seven hours was a great treat for me to be out on my own and uh, not have to babysit anyone else. So I went away to Franciscan University, and it was there that really um, I experienced that radical 
change in my heart and I had to make that choice that this wasn't my parents religion I wasn't um, going to church or praying or believing because my parents wanted me but because I, I fell in love and I realized who who God was and how much he loved me and I was a you know a true daughter of God so I had these wonderful friends who um, encouraged me in my faith journey then and we've uh, wonderfully stayed in touch all these years after we've graduated and then um, after I um, graduated from Franciscan University I actually met my husband Matt at a fellow Franciscan University graduate Emily Jaminette's wedding here right here in Columbus Ohio so we met at her wedding and we were engaged a year later and I uh, we got married then in March of 2000 and I have been here in Columbus ever since I've uh, been blessed to be involved in a lot of different ministries here throughout the diocese I started with Bethesda healing ministry and then um, became involved with the Catholic Women's Conference back in 2007 when it first started and since then I've also become involved with writing and speaking with my friend Emily Jaminette so I've had the honor of speaking all over the United States um, about divine mercy uh, about prayer about spiritual friendship and um, St. Faustina excellent um Thank you so much. If you're tuning in, this is Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger, and with me today um, is Michelle Fanley. I almost uh, almost forgot your name, but I didn't. <laughs> Dave, you can cut that part. <laughs> the um, One of the things that um, I, from your story that I'd, maybe you could talk a little bit more about is the conversion of your grandparents and your aunts which seems to be like the point that kind of moved. Sure, our fa whole family, they actually went on a trip to Medjugorje and had a very uh, deep conversion. In fact, my grandmother is, I want to say 89 now, and she still leads a group to Medjugorje every year. I don't think this year with, she'll be going with COVID, but yeah. um, it was such a powerful experience for her and my dad's three sisters um, that it just was beautiful to see it, it resonate through our, the rest of our entire family and how they're called you know be growing in prayer life and beginning to pray together as a family and going to mass more and fasting were such a powerful example and it, it changed all of our lives and my parents in turn took us um, to Medjugorje in back in the early 91 in the early days and um, it was really a powerful experience um, for us to continue that that life of conversion that call a conversion and then how did you run into the Divine Mercy devotion? Well, I was introduced to it by my parents. They actually knew about it back in the 90s when it wasn't a very well-known devotion. But I can remember it was Divine Mercy Sunday, and we would drive an hour away to a church on the north side of Chicago to a Divine Mercy celebration. And we knew about the chaplet, and we began to pray the chaplet every day in addition to the rosary at, at 3 o'clock. And it was another powerful devotion in our family and I personally was very touched by it when I studied abroad in Austria when I was at Franciscan University because you um, I was studying in Gaming and you would go to a different country every every weekend so early on we went to Poland 
And I went to Poland mostly because everyone said the souvenirs were cheap, the food was <laughs> delicious, right? And the discotheques were awesome. But we all also chose to go to Sister Faustina's convent in Krakow. And there she's in her, you know, you can visit her tomb there and pray there with the Sisters of Mercy. And we arrived just in time to join them and pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy at three o'clock. It was a very moving um, experience. And I journaled about it and it's fun to look back now to say that I said even at that young age of 19 I said I went to, to Poland and I I said the most powerful point of all this one all these wonderful experiences I had that weekend was that moment at three o'clock in the chapel at at the shrine there so it's a beautiful experience what um, lessons do you really take from the divine mercy devotion well i think the biggest thing for me is there's you know the three things that jesus said to saint faustina were to live out mercy in deed word and prayer so that first thing is to actually when you hear of something tragic or we often have that oh that's so terrible but what can i do for that person how can i reach out and help that person and i think for me you know, I learned that lesson firsthand when my son was very ill when he was in second grade. And how many people that I may not even know them very well um, when we were he was hospitalized came and visited us in the hospital and brought us meals. And how many people sent us cards and how many people prayed for us and asked us about our son continuously. And how many times I know that I hear a sad story about something and I say, oh, that's terrible. I should do something for my friend, Sue. And then six months later, I realized, wow, I never did anything. So to actually act on that prompting of the Holy Spirit, and it doesn't have to be always something monetary. It could be really picking up that phone and making a phone call and just talking to that person and being a support, being there for them. You know, a surprise visit, a surprise pack of muffins and a cup of coffee is really doing something physically for people when they are in need is was really a, a big lesson I've learned from the, the Diary of St. Faustina and that devotion and really keeping those moments of prayer, especially at three o'clock. Um, for me, I it works out perfectly at three o'clock because I end my job at 2.45 and then I pick up my kids at three. So I've got that 15 minute window of driving from one school to, ne to the next to pray the chaplet and I'm sitting in the pickup line right in front of the church in the Blessed Sacrament to take that moment to reset to say, Jesus, I trust in you. You know, help me live this next eight hours of my day what you want me to live for and, and to do your plan and not mine. So it's really that, pray, that prayer, the option of prayer and living out a life of mercy. Have You've read the diary all all through? Yes, it's amazing. It's hard, a long <laughs> read, but it, it's well worth it. What are some parts from it that you would recommend for people to read? I think that some of the parts of how Jesus speaks so endearingly to St. Faustina about how he's, he's her best friend and to come to him like a child, to climb into his lap, to tell him all his needs. And really the greatest, of course, is the great ocean of mercy, how Jesus he is not wants, doesn't want to come as the just judge. He wants to be so merciful and to forgive our sins, and we just have to go to him and, and ask, and he will forgive you for whatever, whatever it is you have done. And I think so many people, they, they beat themselves up, and they don't think that God really loves them. And I can assure you that, that Jesus loves you so much. And just to go to him with everything that is on your heart and open your heart to him, and he will pour out his mercy. Beautiful. 
Well, on that note, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger, and with me today has been Michelle Fanley. Michelle, thank you for joining us. We're going to continue this conversation, but let's end with a prayer today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory to you, Lord, for this day and for all of the mercies that you show us through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And until next time, peace and all good.